Hello, my love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ by telling our stories. We also dive into the Word of God, where we get to read and apply the ultimate story to our lives. And so thank you so much for joining me for another day, another week, another faithful Friday and another opportunity for us to dive into God's word. I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and I appreciate you for being here. Now, today on this faithful Friday, you know, Fridays, we dive into the word of God and how to apply it to our lives. And if you listen to this week's earlier episode where I interviewed Roberta Axon, um, then you would have heard the how I, during our interview, she had words written behind her on the wall. And there was something about those words that drew me to them. Throughout the interview, I just kept staring. I couldn't understand why I was so captivated. And I realized once I actually figured out what the words were, that it was the scripture Isaiah 11 and 2. And Roberta kind of broke this down on why she has that written on her wall. But I thought it was so powerful that, you know, when God tells us to write the vision and make it plain, that vision includes his word. We need to write his word and make it plain so that all who read it can run with it, meaning that, I can read it and I can run with the word by applying it to my life. But also if someone else is to see it, like how I saw it from the camera view with Roberta, then I can also take that word and run with it. And so today we're going to dive into Isaiah 11 and 2, and we're going to be reading out of the Christian Standard Bible translation. So grab your Bibles because we're going to dive into some study on the spirit of the Lord. Now, when we look at Isaiah 11 and 2, it reads... The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. I'm going to read it one more time. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Now, what I love about this Uh, passage the scripture is that it starts off with the importance of the spirit of the Lord. And before it goes into the qualities of God's spirit, it starts with the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And in this, uh, in this actual translation, in this chapter, it is referring to, um, to King David, who's the son of Jesse. Um, And he is saying, this is going to be the reign of David's era as king. And so When we look at the spirit of the Lord resting on a king, someone who has power and authority, someone who is positioned to be a leader, someone who is called by God to deliver not just a word or a message, but um, advice and counsel to the people. These are the qualities that he needs. He needs the spirit of the Lord to rest on him because it's one thing to have influence, but it's another thing to be able to impact people in the process. And that impact can only come from the wisdom of God, which is found in the spirit of the Lord. And so I'm super excited because when we look at the spirit of the Lord, the very first part of that passage says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Now, immediately my mind goes to, okay, well, what is the spirit of the Lord? first, you know, like if it's going to rest on him, then what is it? And so when we look at the word spirit, because y'all know we look up words here, the word spirit, the Hebrew word for spirit is ruah. And the spirit is defined as the wind, breath, mind, courage, patience, desire, or character of something or someone. The wind, breath, mind, 
courage, patience, desire, or character of someone or something. And so the spirit of the Lord is the wind of Christ. It's the breath of God. It's the mind of our father. It's the courage that Jesus had. It's the patience that God has for us. It's the desires, his desires. It's his character. And so when it says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, we will receive, David will receive, any leaders will receive, faith-based storytellers will receive the breath of God, the mind of God, the courage of Christ, the patience of Christ, the desires of God, the character of Christ. And it says that it will rest on him. And the definition of rest means to dwell, give comfort, remain, stay, quiet, or remain in place. And so we're saying that the spirit of God, the breath of God will bring us comfort. The mind of Christ will dwell within us. The patience of God will quiet our lives. The courage of God will allow us or bring us comfort or allow us to remain in place. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, on her, on you, on me. The spirit of the Lord will rest on us and we will receive the mind, the breath, the courage, the patience of Christ. And it will give us comfort. It will allow us, it will dwell within us, means that it will be a part of our innermost being, our character and who we are. And it will allow us to receive quiet, a peaceful and quiet life to remain still in the presence of the Lord. That's the power of his spirit. All we really need is the spirit of the Lord. And if you are looking at it from um, the contextual base, this is a king who needs to receive the spirit of the Lord, who will receive the spirit of the Lord. It will rest on him so that he can lead the people. And so God can use us in mighty ways to lead uh, an entire country or God can use us in little ways, like not even little, cause I think it's so much more important, not more important, but I think it's so important for us to be leaders in our home, you know, like a man being the authority of his household, a wife being the authority over her family. Like we need the spirit of the Lord in order to carry out these responsibilities and roles and assignments that we have been given. But then it goes into the characters of the spirit, right? Because it says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The first two characteristics are a spirit of wisdom and understanding. So we know spirit means wind, breath, mind, courage, patience, desire, or character. But when we look at the word wisdom, wisdom means the quality of having an experience, knowledge, and good judgment. And so we receive the breath of God, the spirit of wisdom, the breath of having an experience, the mind of knowledge, the patience for good judgment, the courage to judge um, good, the desire or character to have an experience, knowledge, and good judgment. We receive this as a qualification or as a quality of his spirit. But then it goes into we also receive understanding. So we have wisdom, but we have understanding. And understanding is defined as the awareness of others' feelings, intellect, or discernment. So we receive, through the breath of God, an awareness of others. We receive, through the mind of God, intellect. We receive, through the character of God, discernment, and the ability to have knowledge and meaning, or, the, or know the meaning of knowledge. So the first two characteristics are we receive wisdom and understanding. These are characteristics of his spirit. So by receiving the spirit of the Lord and it dwelling within us, 
we get wisdom and we get understanding. But then the next two characteristics that we get are counsel and strength. Now, counsel is defined as advice by implication or the ability to discuss a problem. And when it comes to the spirit of the Lord, he gives us the courage to take our problems to him. So many people in this earth are experiencing darkness and depression because they don't know how to speak up or they don't feel like they can. The first thing that the enemy tries to stifle is our voice. He, feel, he makes us feel like we're alone in situations. He makes us feel like we have no one else to turn to. But the Bible says that the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us, meaning that he's always with us. But then on top of that, he says that he's going to give us the spirit of counsel. So that's the ability to discuss a problem, meaning that any situation or trial that we go through, any problem that we face, we have the mind to be able to speak to him. We have the courage to come to him. He is patient with us to, be, to walk through that that problem. He has a desire to want us to discuss the problems with him. This is his spirit. This is who he is. So he has a desire to discuss problems so that he can help us through them. That is advice by implication. He gives us that advice. And so we receive counsel, but we also receive strength. And the definition of strength is the emotional or mental quality needed to deal with situations or events that are difficult or distressing. And so God's spirit, the spirit of strength, gives us the emotional or mental quality needed to deal with these situations. But when we think of the spirit of the Lord and these being his qualities, he has the character to discuss, to give a, to have, he has the emotional and mental quality to discuss these events. He has the courage to discuss these events. He has the patience and the mind and the breath to breathe life into us to breathe life into dying things, dying spirits, dying dreams, dying ideas, dying businesses, dying finances. He has the ability to be a wind of strength. And another, um, what's the word? Anonym? Synonym? I think it's a synonym is the word that's similar to strength. Um, another synonym for strength is might, power, victory, the ability to withstand great force or pressure. So we have the spirit of counsel and strength. We have the spirit, the, the mind to have might, power, victory, and withstand great force or pressure. We have the desire and the courage to have might, power, victory, and withstand great force or pressure. We receive that emotional or mental quality that we need in order to deal with these situations, especially when we have the spirit of the Lord resting in us. And then the last two qualities he said is a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. Knowledge is defined as awareness or familiarity gained by experience of a fact or situation. Another definition of knowledge says it is perception, information and skills required by experience or education. And so when we talk about having knowledge, what we truly have is awareness. We have an awareness of what we consider fact. And when we know that the Bible says that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, it is his word, Jesus, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of Jesus is truth. And his word is truth. So his word is fact. And so we receive an awareness gained by our experiences, our personal experiences. Every single one of us has been through something. We may have similar stories, but our experiences are 
tailored to our lives. We have an awareness gained by our experience of the fact, the truth of who Christ is, and we are able to perceive, have perception of this information and skills that we acquire through this experience or education that we learn. We have wisdom, we have understanding, we have counsel, we have strength, we have knowledge, but we also have fear of the Lord. And that's the last quality that it says uh, the spirit contains is fear of the Lord, which is uh, submission, the desire to glorify him, to trust him wholeheartedly, to revere, respect and submit to the Lord. And so within his spirit, we also receive this desire to worship him. So even if you are a king like David, even if you are a king, you do not you do not suffer from pride. You humble yourself. You know, you can be the top of the top, but Jesus is the king of the kings. And so even kings need fear of the Lord. They need to be in awe of God. They need to submit to him. They need to have a desire to glorify him. They need to trust him wholeheartedly and respect and revere him. And so that spirit, that mind, that breath, that wind, that courage, that patience, that desire, that character is who Christ is. Christ is rest. Christ is wisdom. Christ is understanding. Christ is counsel. He is strength. He is knowledge. And he is fear of the Lord. He is the fear and the reverence and the awe that we need for our heavenly father. We receive all of these things in the spirit of the Lord because the Lord is the spirit. And he has blessed us with the Holy Spirit here on earth so that we can walk in the spirit of the Lord. Because it's one thing for it to rest on us, to dwell within us, to give us comfort. But how are we exercising it? How are we walking it out? How are we sharing the spirit of the Lord with others? So when I looked at Isaiah 11 and 2, I realized that the spirit of the Lord is life. It's life-giving and it's freedom. And I think that's actually a scripture in the Bible. I think I wrote it down with, um, where are we at? The spirit of the Lord is freedom. Second Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the spirit of the Lord is the Lord himself. That is Jesus Christ. And where Jesus Christ is, where he rests, where he stays, where he dwells, where he gives comfort, where he remains, where he places, there's freedom. And we all are living on a living on this earth where Satan is the baby G God of this earth. So we are bound to sin. We were born into sin, but we can be reborn so where the spirit of the Lord is, is that rebirth, there is freedom. We can be free in Christ, whom the son sets free is free indeed. So we all have the ability to gain freedom and that freedom can also lead us into eternal life. So it all depends on when or how or if you de decide to make that decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. 
Hey there, storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. Now, I wanted to shift gears a little bit because um, we now have an understanding of what the Spirit of the Lord is, but I love to look at who in the Bible applies the Spirit of the Lord to their lives because that's literally our mission is to take this word, this book of instructions, this Bible, and to listen to these instructions and to do what they tell us to do and apply it to our lives. And so when I looked at the Spirit of the Lord, it brought me to Exodus chapter 35. So let's flip on over to Exodus 35. And this is starting at verse 30. And again, I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. So Exodus 35, starting at verse 30, it tells the story of Bezalel and Aholiab. Y'all know what these names, I don't know. So we just go say Bezalel and Oho, Bez and O. Um, But starting at Exodus 35, verse 30, it says, Moses then said to the Israelites, look, the Lord has appointed by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, and the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with God's spirit, with wisdom, understanding, and ability in every kind of craft to design artistic works in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut gemstones for mounting, and to carve wood for work in every kind of artistic craft. He has also given both him and Oholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do all work of a gem cutter, a designer, an embroiderer, in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, in fine linen, and a weaver. They can do every kind of craft and design artistic designs. This is Exodus 35, verse 30 through 35. Now, what I loved is that we know what the Spirit of the Lord is and how the Spirit of the Lord will rest on us, right? But Bezalel and Aholiab where they had the spirit of the Lord. And because they had the spirit of the Lord, they were they received the ability to have wisdom, understanding, and to design in every kind of craft. And so when you look at just this scripture alone to get us started, right? Bezalel, it says that... Uh, Moses then said to the Israelites, look, the Lord has appointed by name Bezalel. So this man was appointed by name. And I think it's very important that we know the meaning behind our names. Like I know that my name, Michaela, means who is like God. So like I know that I'm supposed to imitate Christ, just as Ephesians 5 and 2 says, imitate the Lord, therefore, in love. And so Bezalel, the meaning of his name means in the shadow of God. And shadow, another translation is protection. So this man who was appointed by name 
from the very beginning of his life, before he was even born, when the Lord knew him in his mother's womb, he would be named in the shadow or protection of God. He, would, he was already created to be in the protection of God. So it said, Moses, Moses said to Israel, look, the Lord has appointed by name Bezalel. So the Lord appointed Bezalel, who was in the protection of God, and he has filled him with God's spirit, with wisdom, understanding, and the ability in every craft, in every kind of craft. And so he was filled with God's spirit, which we know is the breath of God, the mind of God, the courage, the patience, the desire, and the character to be able to have wisdom, understanding, counsel, strength, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. He received all of these. He was filled with the spirit, but God filled him with the spirit and he, given, he had given him the ability to design artistic pieces. He had given him the ability to design in every kind of craft. But what I love about this is that within these six verses, right, from 3530 to 3535, or five verses, within these five verses, there are, very instru- there are three, three things that stand out because it says, that for Bezalel, hit 31, he was filled, he, he has filled him with God's spirit, with wisdom and understanding and ability in every kind of craft. And in verse 32, it goes into what he was filled with. Verse 32, it says, to design artistic works in gold, silver, and bronze. 33 says, to cut gemstones for mounting and, and to carve wood for work in every kind of artistic craft. So the actions that I pulled out here were to, he was filled with God's spirit, to design, to cut, and to carve. To design, to cut, and to carve. Many of us are artists. Actually, I believe every one of us is art, are artists, whether it be from the artistic work that you are painting or the artistic work that you are speaking and you are designing what God has placed in your mind to bring it to pass. But we have been given the spirit of the Lord, the ability as Bezalel is, the ability to design in every kind of craft, to design, to cut, and to carve. So when I looked at the words design, looked up what design means, it means a plan or drawing provided or produced to show the look and function or workings of. To do a plan with a specific purpose in mind. So Bezalel was given the ability to produce and plan something that shows the look or function of how it's going to work. How many of us have been given a vision, the ability to design or produce a plan that's gonna show how something is gonna work. This is not creating it, this is just the vision, the vision, he was given vision. But then it says he was also given the ability to cut. And to cut means to make an opening incision or wound with a sharp edge tool. To make an opening incision or wound with a sharp edge tool. When we look at Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says the word of God is living and effective, quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the separation of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. And so when we cut something, we have the ability to make an opening, incision or wound with a sharp-edged tool, meaning that we can take this word of God that is sharper than any two-edged sword and cut, so pierce, between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. The word of God has that strength to be able to pierce. So we can design and we can design and produce and plan a vision. And then we can use the word of God to sharpen 
um, to, to make an opening for this vision to come to pass. And then it says we have the ability to carve, right? And carve means to cut in order to produce an object, design, or inscription. And inscription is defined as the mark, to mark with character. And so the word of God is saying that Bezalel, who was created in the protection of God, in the shadow of God, his name, he was called by name to take something, a vision that he has been given through wisdom, understanding, wisdom and understanding, take something, make an opening for it to come to pass, and then produce an object from it that will, that will be marked by its character. So we all have this artistic ability. Even when I look at this and think about this, this also goes in um, how we are supposed to be fruitful and multiply and how we create human life. Like we are supposed to create the next generation. We are able to take the vision or produce or plan to bring life into this earth. And then we have to make an opening or an incision or a wound. The human body, the woman's body has to create an opening for an object, this baby, what we birth to be produced. And then we inscribe on it to cut in order to produce an object design or inscription. We have to mark it with character. And that character is the character of Christ, the spirit of the Lord, but it's also the name that we place on what we design. So we each have been given a name because we each are an artistic piece of work. The master has created us beautifully. So what does the scripture say? We are beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Like, we are created in his image. He is the master artist and we're his creation. And then he has given us the ability to create. Praise God. That's such a good word. And then in the next verse, in verse 34, it says, He has also given both him and Holiab, son of Ahismach of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach. Now, Bezalel said he was appointed by name. But he gave Bezalel and Aholiab the ability to teach others. And so when I look at the word, when I looked up Aholiab's, the meaning of his name, it means the father's tent. So Bezalel here in the shadow or protection of God and Aholiab, the father's tent, which creates, it's a place of protection of God. Both of these men were under God's protection from the minute they came into this earth and even before, from the minute they were even designed when God designed them and produced that plan for them. And so Aholiab, the father's tent, under the Lord's protection, they were given the ability to teach. And when you think about how the word of God is passed down from generation to generation, the reason that we can read this word right now is because someone wrote down this word so clearly that we could take this vision and we could run with it because we were able to read it. But it's because Jesus came into this earth and he taught. He taught this scripture. And even before Jesus came, the stories that are delivered in the Bible, like this is just in Exodus and Moses was building a temple for the Lord and he called in Bezalel and Aholiab and he asked them to use their skill that the Lord had blessed them with, the spirit that rested on them to help design this temple for the Lord. They were called by name. They were called from the beginning to design this work that would be a dedication to our father. And so they were given that 
ability to design, to cut, to carve, but they were also given the ability to teach. So they were given the ability to pass down this skill to other people so that others could design, cut, and carve, so that others could be filled with the Spirit of the Lord, so that others could gain the freedom that comes with living for Christ, so that others can have that wisdom and understanding and ability to be able in every kind of craft to design artistic works of gold, silver, and bronze. They were luxury designers. What they designed was luxury. What we design is luxury. And when we think about how God created the heavens and the earth from the very beginning, when everything that he created, he said was good. And so when we design, when we cut, when we carve, what we create, this, these artistic pieces of work, this podcast, the, the book that you are writing, the the story that you are telling to other people, the child that you brought into this world, the artistic piece that is hanging on your bathroom wall, the when we design anything, the song that you are writing, the songs that you sing to the Lord, the worship, the praise, anything that comes out of our mouth, our spirit or our being is artistically designed. And God has given us the spirit of the Lord to give us that ability to design, to cut and to carve to take that vision, to make an opening for that vision through the word of God and to produce an object as a result of that vision. And so today I encourage you to allow the spirit of the Lord to rest on you, allow it to stay with you, to dwell with you, to give you comfort, to keep you quiet, to help you remain in place because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I'll close with 2 Corinthians 3.17, how it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all, with unveiled faces, are reflecting at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. When it says we all, with unveiled faces, are reflecting, we are looking in the mirror. We are taking the, on the character of Christ. And it says we're reflecting the glory of the Lord and we're being transformed into the same image. So we're being transformed. We're being renewed. We become new. I think it's Romans 12 that says uh, renew. It talks about renewing of the mind, but it says like we're being transformed into the same image. We're created in the image of our father. We're creating in his image. So now we are reflecting his image. We're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. But that means progressing, progressive glorification. We are progressively being glorified. We are progressively being sanctified, meaning that each and every day that the spirit of the Lord rests on us, we are constantly being transformed back into the image of our father, the initial image that we were created in before we were born into a world of sin. And it says, this is from the Lord who is the spirit. And I praise the Lord that he is the spirit and that he is the wind, that he is our breath, that he is our mind, that he is our patience, our desire, our character, and that the spirit of the Lord is the Lord himself. So today, I thank you for joining me and I, I pray that you allow and ask the spirit of the Lord to rest on you. I pray that you take this word in Isaiah 11 and 2 and you apply it to your life. And I pray that the spirit of the Lord rest on all of us. 
so that we can then deposit his spirit, his spirit into every single person that experiences us, that encounters us, that encourages us, and that helps us in Jesus' name. May the spirit of the Lord rest on you and may it bring you freedom because it is already said that it will. We just have to believe it. So this concludes this episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. Thank you so much for joining me for this study. It is such a blessing for me just to be able to dive into this word and to deliver the word to you that the Lord is giving me. Um, if this episode resonates with you, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. It means a lot. If you missed the interview with Roberta where she has the scripture written on her wall and she gives her explanation, it's going to be in the last episode called, um, I believe the title of the episode is Roberta Axum um, Moving Beyond or something going beyond, something beyond. It was the last episode. So go ahead and check that out. Um, and if you would like to be in community with other faith-based storytellers, I invite you to join the Faith Audio Network. We have Bible studies, we have prophetic prayer calls, we have podcast trainings, we have storytelling trainings, storytelling trainings, um, and we just allow the spirit of the Lord to rest in our community. So I invite you to be a part of that if you are looking for community or accountability. But thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. I will catch you guys in the next episode. But until then, remember that God loves you and so do I. Talk to you later.